Dad, I found Tito Cardo's diary. I found out the truth. Oh my God, Iha, I'm so sorry that this is how you learned that you're adopted. What? I'm adopted? Oh, I'm sorry. What did you read? That you and Tito Cardo watched Doctor Strange without me. Welcome to another exciting episode of Banana Q Podcast. I am Ray and I'm joined by my co-host as always, D. Today, we will be talking about a topic that was suggested by a listener. Philippine telenovelas. Mare, mar. How? <laughs> Thank you to the anonymous person who suggested this on our survey, Monkey. Yes, telenovelas are a big deal in the Philippines. So there's a lot of them. Therefore, we will break them down into categories. Mm-hmm. So the first category will be covered by me, and they are shows that are copied from abroad. So telenovelas are a staple of Philippine prime time and have been for quite some time now. But did you know that that wasn't always the case? Mm-hmm. I am actually old enough to have witnessed this change. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the year was 1996. Before that, We already had Philippine telenovelas, although I think at that time they were called soap operas mm. or something. But it's the same thing, right? But they were usually relegated to the afternoon time slot. The number one primetime program, and by primetime, I mean the early evening slot, was actually ABS-CBN's TV Patrol, mm. which is a one-hour news show. <laughs> so yeah. it's like very different now, right? But then in 1996, RPN9 aired the Mexican telenovela Marimar, which Ray sang earlier. And this was uh, dubbed in Tagalog, of course, because we couldn't understand it if it's in Spanish, right? And it became so popular that it forced ABS-CBN to change up their schedule. Mm. So they cut the TV Patrol show down to 30 minutes and then they slotted in their most popular afternoon telenovela called Mara Clara into the 6.30pm time slot so that it could directly compete mm, with Marimar. That's right. <laughs> Let's just talk about what Marimar is about because I think we have a lot of audience who are very young mm. and, you know, we're not around during that time. So it tells the story of the young and innocent Marimar who lives in a hut by the beach in San Martin de la Costa <laughs> with her grandparents. She falls in love with the handsome and rich Sergio Santibanez and marries him despite the disapproval of Sergio's father, Renato, and stepmother, Angelica. Mm-hmm. Now, Angelica, she is the villain in this story. So she despised Marimar and her poor background. She looked down on Marimar, right? Probably she was thinking like, oh my God, you are nothing. You yeah, don't deserve to marry Sergio. Because exactly, it's yeah, dubbed, right? So it's, <laughs> they're using Tagalog words. <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> like <laughs> yes, you you remember, yes, that's right. And she constantly humiliated her and did everything to get rid of her. And one of the most memorable scenes from that show is when she drops a bracelet in the mud and asks Marimar to pick it up using her mouth. <gasps> and also Angelica orders someone to set fire to Marimar's house, which ends up killing her grandparents. Oh my mm, god, that woman horrible. was so evil. Yeah, and then she forged a letter from Sergio that tells Marimar that he does not really love her and that he wants a divorce. 
So after all this, right, Marimar is heartbroken and she gets very angry. Uh, she vows revenge and she leaves San Martin de la Costa and moves to Mexico City or something. And it turns out later on that she's actually the heiress of Gustavo Aldama. Mm. So her father was very, very rich. So she reinvents herself as the rich Bella Aldama and carries out her revenge. Ooh, wait, hold on. First of all... <laughs> Yes. Why did she leave with just a forged letter? Didn't she confront Serio? <laughs> if I remember correctly, Serio left San Martin de la Costa to go somewhere and look for a job or something so that he could provide for Marimar. Oh, Marie. so Serio became an OFW. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so because Angelica was mistreating Marimar, mm, so he wanted to be able to leave, right? Because he didn't have his own money, I guess. What I remember about Serio is his chest hair. He has yeah. very <laughs> bountiful chest hair. Right? Exactly. Mm. And I think you remember that even more is because Michael B, remember there was oh, a segment? Yeah. <laughs> Bubble gang. <laughs> and then he was pretending to be Serio, right? Mm. Spoofing him, and he was always brushing his chest hair. <laughs> yes. That's probably why. And of course, who doesn't remember the dog, Polgoso, right? Marimar's of course, dog, yes. Who can speak for some reason. <laughs> yeah, but he couldn't be understood by the humans, right? Mm. He was like a comic relief mm. and he was providing commentary, mm. usually funny commentary on what's going on, right? Yes, yes. so Polgoso was Marimar's dog. And what I, what I can't uh, forget about Marimar is, because it's dubbed, right? The mouth doesn't necessarily follow the actual oh, yeah. <laughs> conversations that you hear. So either it stops abruptly and then there's still more conversation or the opposite. So it's, it's quite funny. Yeah, which is why, again, back to that bubble gang. Bubble gang, by the way, guys, it's, a, it's, a, it's not a sitcom. What it's a is skit, it called? A, comedic, a comic skit, yeah. Yeah, it's a comic skit. And then, again, um, when they were... <laughs> they were copying, copycatting Marimar, right? They, aside from the brush thing, they would also like speak long <laughs> after, right? Like for some reason, say a sentence in Tagalog, and then they would still mouth words <laughs> even after that. <laughs> they were pl they were playing on this. <laughs> oh my god! I suddenly missed Bubble Gang. That was quite funny. The funny thing is, while digging around about Marimar, I found a news article from 1996. Mm. I didn't realize that there was already a internet back then. But anyway, so this article on APnews.com states, Entire households have rescheduled their lives from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. to watch the daily soap, which is dubbed into Tagalog. Hospitals report a wave of babies named Marimar, <laughs> Talia's role in the show. I wonder if there were also people named Fulgoso. Okay, maybe not. Maybe, not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Serio, just kidding. Throughout the country, stores and offices have begun closing early. Mm. I even sell my vegetables at a discount so I can get home early to watch Marimar, <laughs> said Delia, a, vendor, a vegetable vendor at Manila's Paco Market. The store is very Filipino and it gives me a good cry. Lawmakers in the town of Gimba, north of Manila, ordered the local power company not to schedule any power outages <laughs> during the daily broadcast. <laughs> Very seldom do we see our people in Gimba preoccupied and mesmerized with such a soap opera, and to deprive them of such enjoyment would be to act like a killjoy, mm. City Council Member Benny Rillo said. One Manila man was even stabbed to death by a drunken cousin <gasps> while watching Marimar because he refused 
to change to another channel. Oh my god, that's <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh my god, why? <laughs> so that's that precedes my way singing my way karaoke, right? Oh so yeah, this that's was true. the original oh. <laughs> my way. Oh my Marimar. That was how popular Marimar was, right? Mm. Like it really changed the lives of Filipinos. And aside from that, the local networks also began snapping up rights to air other Mexican mm. telenovelas because you know they were such hot commodities, right? Mm. They were even more popular than the local shows. Yeah. And they showed off all of the other Marimar actress Talia's shows like Rosalinda I am Mar- and Maria Mercedes. Maria Mercedes. <laughs> We still remember oh the song. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and there was another one, Maria La del Barrio. Did, did you also watch that? I think Maria La del Barrio soy. Ah uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but aside from her shows, there were a lot. Um, I think there was Lazos de Amor. I think it was about triplets. It was all played by the same actress, Talia, but then okay. no, not Talia. Somebody else. I can't remember her name, but yeah, there were a lot. Hmm. Yeah, and then. This also forced the local networks to change the way they did their own local telenovelas. And they copied Mexican novelas, right? Mm. Not just the style. Like, for example, I mentioned the triplets thing, which was Lazos de Amor. And then they also did the local version where it was Claudine Barreto who played the triplets. But it was a different title. I forgot what the title was. But yeah, something like that. So it's kind of a similar thing, right? But aside from that, they also cut down the length of their shows because Mexican shows usually only lasted six months or so, whereas Pinoy ones took years. <laughs> Even more, sometimes. More than years? What do you mean, decades? <laughs> yeah, like um, Mara Clara, right? <laughs> no, no, I, th- I I thought it was longer, but apparently when I researched, it was just four years long. Oh, yeah, four years. It's yeah, still longer but it was long, year. yeah. So at that point, 1996, it was already running for four years. Mm. And then when they... You know, had to move it to prime time. They quickly wrapped it up, though, in a few months. Mm. And after that, Pinoy telenovelas became shorter. So it's still not as short as six months, but at least maybe just one or two years, probably something like that. But not to be content with just copying the style, they also just completely copied the shows eventually. <laughs> like Marimar, there is a <laughs> exactly <Philippine> version of Marimar. <laughs> Speaking of right, so they did a Pinoy version of Marimar in two thousand seven, starring Ding Dong Dantes and Mar. Marian Rivera. Mm. And as if that's not enough, they did yet another version of Marimar mm. in 2015. So this time it was starring Megan Young and Tom Rodriguez. Now, I don't think I've seen... I don't think I've seen that as well. This isn't the only foreign series they made into Philippine adaptations. When mm. K-dramas or Korean dramas became popular in the Philippines, they also made their own versions of the shows like Endless Love, Autumn in My Heart, Stairway to Heaven, and My Love from the Star. Mm. Yeah, so we're just copycats. And I guess I'm just surprised, though, that they never made an adaptation of Meet Your Garden because the Taiwanese drama was oh, also yeah. very popular, right? Shanchai F4. <laughs> exactly. What's oh, lay? baby, baby, baby. <laughs> I don't actually know this. Oh, my God. No, no. <laughs> I think our Chinese friends are going to hate us. <laughs> But yeah, so that's the first category. Very long because it's a history, right? Mm. It's history of Philippine television, basically. Yeah. yeah. You've mentioned how popular mm-hmm. they are, right? For sure, our listeners would have their own stories to tell, like their experiences during that prime time hour, what happened in their household. I remember for a fact in our household, 
my mm. mom would usually sometimes burn the food, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> while she was cooking, she's watching, and so she forgot about the food. Oh my god! <laughs> Somebody has to keep watch, otherwise, you know, because we don't have TiVo, we can't record the shows. Mm-hmm. If you miss it, you miss it. And then yes. later on, when your comares or when your neighbors talk about the show, you will miss out. Like, oh, mm. I didn't see that. What happened? Oh, my God. There's no way yeah. to see that in person because, you know, you've missed it already. So gone are the days. Maybe <laughs> right now we don't fully appreciate because of the convenience that we have with Netflix, right? Mm-mm. You can watch it anytime. You can binge watch all the episodes in one go. But before, we had to suffer watching through really long commercial breaks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We have to sit through. And that's why they're so, I would say, influential. Because people really Mm. are babad or really looking at their televisions. Because they can't miss Mm. the show. They can't switch to another channel. You know, the fathers would be like, no, there's basketball. Why are you? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We need another TV. Exactly, and back then we only had one TV, right? Mm. I'm sure you did. Yeah. And yeah, we cannot just watch somewhere else, right? Mm. I mean, yeah, I'm sure the guys who were would rather watch the basketball would like, okay, I, I don't want to risk the wrath of the missus <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And then you've mentioned ABS-CBN trying to shift their time slot, right, just to compete with RPN nine. That's how mm. competitive it was. Yeah, because RPN9 was nobody. Yeah, right? exactly. They were just a tiny channel. Mm. Nobody even usually watched RPN9. What was... Oh, wait. Is, was PBA in RPN9? I can't remember. No, Where it's, was it's a different actually? channel, I think. ABC5, maybe? Oh, no, I forgot. I also forgot. But yeah, PBA is Philippine Basketball Association. So that was not on ABS-CBN or GMA. And just for context, so other people who are not Filipinos who are listening to us because... We've been told that there are there are dozens of you out there. <laughs> so yeah, the, there are two big television stations mm. in the Philippines before anyway. So that was ABS-CBN mm. and GMA. Yeah. So they were the only two that people usually tune in, right? So usually the question one, are, are you an ABS-CBN household mm. or are GMA household? And eventually I think they came up with the terms like kapuso if you are <laughs> yes. a GMA <laughs> Watcher or Kapamilya, if you are an ABS-CBN watcher, Kapamilya is family member yeah. and Kapuso is heart? heart. What, what, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Co-heart? Uh, you, you share we the share same heart? share the same heart. Yeah, Kapuso, Kapamilya. Yeah. Okay, we don't know, guys, but yeah, something to that effect. Anyway, and RPN 9 and ABC 5, yeah, those were the others and they were not as popular. Mm. And the fact that ABS-CBN had to juggle mm. the way they did things, right? It That was such a big deal. Yeah, because yeah. who, who wants to watch the news about murder, about flooding, <laughs> when you can watch Marimar, right? It's <laughs> yeah. a no-brainer <laughs> choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So aside from the imported telenovelas from Korea, from Taiwan, and from Mexico, our homegrown soap operas or skits kind of have different categories as well. And the first that we will not tackle is comedies. There are a lot of comedy shows before, and one of the prominent ones is Home Along the Realists. Do you remember that, Dee? Yeah, Home Along the Realists. Home Home Along the the Realists. And also, the name of the main character is... Kevin Cosme. 
<laughs> so, Home Alone the Real is obviously is a parody to Home Alone, which was a mm-hmm. movie starred yeah. by the boy Macaulay Culkin, yeah. Uh, which we covered in our previous episodes, I remember. Yes, mm. but his character's name is Kevin, right? Mm. That is why Kevin is the name, but then it's like a double mm. joke. Double because pun. Kevin Home Alone, and then it's Kevin Cosme because of Kevin Costner. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Cosme is the protagonist and he is starred by mm. Pidol. Dolphy. Dolphy, yes, Pidol. Dolphy. <laughs> so Dolphy is the king, Pidol, yeah. king of comedy in the Philippines. So the story, for those who don't know Homo and Realist, mm. it, it centers around the life of Kevin Cosme, so Cosme family. He's the mm. breadwinner and he has five kids and the story is about them kind of trying to survive the daily lives of Filipinos. Now, there, there's some love affair as well, but it's a comic relief, and they live beside the uh, train rails. That's why it's home along yeah. the realist. Actually, this show had a lot of controversy because a lot of activists complained about how the show was kind of portraying, in a lighter sense, how poverty is in the Philippines. Oh, I didn't know that. So okay. they were trying to complain that, hey, why are you making fun of? Poverty. Poverty mm. is a real thing. And it's sad that people kind of are in that situation, right? But in the defense mm. of the showmakers, they're like, hey, we're just trying to give it a positive spin. That's how we are as Filipinos. We usually just oh, yeah, that's true. laugh yeah. our worries away, right? So um, mm-hmm. there's no point in crying over spilled milk. Just try to make the most of your life. And that's how the show gained popularity because people can relate to the stories you know how mm, they mm-hmm. try to survive there's j- just try to survive with what you have and it was yeah. it was an interesting show and there are a lot of humorous skits in between as well so it was a really popular show so most notable main casts are Dolphy as Kevin Cosme Nova Villa as Corazon or Aling Ason oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. love interest <laughs> <laughs> and the one of the kids is Smokey Manoloto, if you remember. Oh, yes. Mm. yeah. Claudine as well was one. Oh, yeah. And Gio Alvarez. Yes, Gio Alvarez. And Vandolf also. <laughs> yes. Vandolf is also... <laughs> actually, in real life, he is Dolphy's son, mm. right? But in the show, he was also Dolphy's son or Kevin Cosme's son anyway. And his name in the show is Baldo Cosme. So it wasn't as, <laughs> so much different from his actual name. And oh, yeah. <laughs> Babalu as well was there. Um, oh, yes. Another show was Palibhasa Lalaki. In English, just because he's a guy. Is that the correct translation? Loosely translated. Yeah, maybe. Palibhasa Lalaki. Maybe if I would think of uh, what an expression to translate it to, uh, you know, in the, with the same context would be boys will be boys yeah, or something. Boys will be right? boys. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know this, but the show actually began in 1987. Oh, my God. It's the same year is... as I was born. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah. So, there's a show. Lingon na God. my That's Hagibis. Yeah. The song is talking about what men do. Mm. Uh, like, you know, if there's a woman who passes by, they would immediately... Yeah. Look at that woman. So yes, I mean, I mean, obviously now it's a bit problematic, uh, in the time of Me Too and all that, right? Mm. But back then it was like you know yeah, it it's was, just it funny was, was or fun, whatever. Yeah. If I remember, I don't think there was any problematic behavior except for the fact that they just liked women. But I don't think there was any, you know, non-consensual whatever, right? I think. 
Nah, I, so, probably there are controversies, but you know, the more controversies the shows <laughs> mm-hmm. will have, the more popular it gets. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, okay, got it's it. It's actually working on their favor mm. if there are controversies. And the original cast before uh, were Joey Marquez, who is a guy who's a lot of controversy as well, Richard Gomez, Miguel <laughs> Rodriguez, Gloria Romero, Cynthia Patag, and Amy Paris. And over the years, of course, there's a lot more additional cast. So usually the skits are about the pilio factor or the yeah. interesting things that guys would do and usually in a funny setting. So that's Palibhasa mm-hmm. Lalake. And yes, others yeah. that we have here on the list is Ober the Bakud. <laughs> this one is simple. Yeah, I think it was there were just neighbors. So yes. that's why it's Ober the Bakud because they would jump over the Bakud is ball, mm. I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Again, our Tagalog is failing us sometimes, but I think that's what it means. Yeah, so I think William Martinez was there, Jano Gibbs. Jano Gibbs and Angeliana were the brothers. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's about mm-hmm. soci- difference in social classes in the Philippines. Angeliana and Jano Gibbs were, they, they were poor. And then mm-hmm. over the bakod, like over the fence, is a more affluent mm-hmm. family, an upper class family who are sisters. And they're trying to court them. So it's like trying to... I would say cross that boundary, that fence, <laughs> uh, you know, trying to mm-hmm. win over the upper class girls. And of course, the dad of the girls would be the antagonist, right? Because the, oh, yeah. the dad would be so... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't really remember the specifics, but I know that I used to watch that show. And I know it wasn't on ABS-CBN. We, are a, we were a Capamilia mm. house, but I think that was on GMA or something, I guess. So the next category is the love story, which is one of the most popular Mm. and the most typical ones, right? Because Filipinos are really into romance and we like to prioritize love life. Some of the common tropes in this love stories are usually, I think the typical ones are about someone rich falling for someone poor, you know, kind of like Marimar. But now that I think about it, maybe that's why Marimar became very popular because it really fits into what Filipinos like to watch. Mm. So even before <laughs> Marimar came along, that was kind of the storylines. I remember, oh wait, did Mula Sa Puso come before Marimar? Okay, I'm not entirely sure. But anyway, they are around the same time probably, mm. which is a show with Claudine Barreto. And I think Rico Yan was there? Or am I misremembering things? Wait, no. I only remember the song Mula Sa Puso. Mula yep. Sa Puso. Mula Sa Puso. Yes, okay, I was right, apparently, yes. Mula Sa Puso, Rico Yan, and Claudine Barreto probably met and fell in love on this show. And Rico Yan became very popular, although he was most popular when he died. Um, I think it was a suspected drug overdose or yeah. something. Um, it was covered in yeah. the game, right? I remember. Was it? Was it in Lagim or did I hear it somewhere else? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> okay, so apparently, um, Mula Sa Puso aired in 1997 to 1999. So it was actually after Marimar. So it was after Maria Mercedes. We mentioned, right, that ABS-CBN took Maria Mercedes, which is uh, also Thalia's show, tagalized it, and then after that, they replaced it with Mula Sa Puso. It became very popular. So the story is about... Via Claudine Barreto, she was promised her hand in marriage to her childhood friend, Michael, who is played by Dieter Ocampo. And before the birthday party was over, she got kidnapped. 
And then she was rescued by a good Samaritan named Gabrielle, who is Rika Yan, whom she fell in love with. So, a uh, love triangle, mm. basically. And then there's also a villain here. So, I guess they were kind of copying the. Ma- <laughs> I really thought Mula Saposo came earlier, but maybe because the Marimar thing played so well, right? Mm. That there needs to be a vicious contrabida mm. or villain that people would hate. The character was Selena, who was played by Princess Punsalan. And I remember she was so evil that. Did she actually put a bomb or something in the bus? Where you know, in that show, right? Okay, that I in real life. Not in real life, no. <laughs> what the hell? Like, I wanna be a villain also in real life. No, no. I think she put a bomb or some. I don't know something like that on the bus where mm. Via or Claudine Barata's character was on, and then while it exploded in the background, she was laughing. No, that you mentioned that, right? I, I'm just afraid of these actress, actors and actresses playing as a supervillain, right? That outside of the show, maybe they just went to an SM doing some shopping <laughs> and then people would just stare at them or maybe, mm. you know, splash them water. <laughs> How dare Actually, you? Actually, a funny story about that. Mm. Princess Punsalan, who played... Selena, right? She said in an interview that people hated her yeah. because of how she portrayed. And some, especially I think old women, were having some trouble with the blurring the lines mm. or something. That was, Apparently, she was walking somewhere and an old lady, Palo, what's Palo? Spanked? <laughs> Hit her? Spanked her with an umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, that's how good she is. Yes. She's really convincing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. You know, now that we're talking here, I just realized that yes, the ABS-CBN and maybe GMA they actually really follow the pattern of Marimar, mm. right? So that came after Marimar, and aside from that, there was also another popular one. I remember that I used to watch a lot was Pangako Sayo. Pangako Sayo, ko. <laughs> so the story. <laughs> It's also about rich and poor, blah, blah, right? So, the young lovers, Angelo Buenavista and Ina Makaspak, are at the heart of Pangako Sayo, which means my promise to you in English, right? So, Angelo is the rebellious son of a powerful politician. He falls in love with Ina, a simple but beautiful adopted daughter of a retired policeman. Unbeknownst to them, their love story is destined to repeat history. Mm-hmm. Wow, so dramatic, right? So 20 years ago, Angelo's father, Eduardo Buenavista, also fell in love with an innocent but headstrong barrio last named Amor, a relationship doomed from the start. So Doña Benita, Eduardo's mother, despised Amor as she impeded her plans of marrying off her son to Claudia, the illegitimate daughter of the illustrious Governor Zalameda. The arranged marriage will save their family business and she must do everything to ensure this outcome. Mm. Thus, despite their struggle to fight for their love, Eduardo and Amor eventually succumb to the pressures and machinations of Doña Benita. Eduardo is made to believe that Amor betrayed him. When Amor tells him she is pregnant with his child, he refuses to believe her. He sends her off and marries Claudia Zalameda. Worse, it turns out years later that Eduardo was responsible for a tragedy that kills Amor's family and her Ooh. child, Maria Amor. Ooh. Wow. And then tested by faith and hardened by suffering, Amor vows to return and destroy the lives of those who caused her tragic loss. Does this sound familiar? Again, mm. Marimar. <laughs> yeah, sounds like, right? like Marimar. But in fairness to uh-huh. in fairness to this show, even though Amor tells Eduardo that hey, I'm pregnant, 
he doesn't believe her. Whereas Marimar believes Serio just by a forged letter. <laughs> so that's the striking True. difference. But everything else seems really in parallel. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Ina is actually the daughter mm. of Amor. So she didn't actually die. That's the twist. Yes. So that's the twist. And then that is why it's like, you know, it's their parents' story. Mm. They're doing the same story again. But obviously, I think it ends well in the end. Because usually, the love stories in the Philippines always end well. (laughs) Otherwise, people would hate it. It's usually in a wedding. Yeah, but then the thing is, they also redid this. And they redid this in 2015. Mm. So I actually got to watch a bit of this. So I remember when I watched the original Pangako Sayo, I was so into Jericho Rosales, who plays <laughs> Angelo, right? Like, oh my God, he's so handsome, blah, 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 you know. And then, <laughs> watch this 2015 one. Yeah. I was so into Eduardo. Who was Eduardo? <laughs> time. He was played by Ian Veneracion. Oh, Ian Veneracion. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> and it's so funny because I was talking about this with my friend Gemma, well, our friend Gemma, and we're saying, oh my God, Ian is so poggy or, you know, handsome. And we're laughing. Oh my God, we're so tita because, <laughs> you know, typically, you watch mga ako sayo, you want to root for the younger love team, right? Like, no, <laughs> not for the older people. <laughs> Times have changed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but to be fair, though, even the original Pangako say, okay, I don't remember being Kilig over Yula Valdez mm. and Tonton Gutierrez who played uh, Amor, Powers, and Eduardo, right? But then the ones who were really compelling in that show was actually Amor, Powers, mm. and Claudia. So they were like two rivaling villains. Because even though Amor was actually a Bida mm. protagonist, right? Because she was driven by her revenge, right? She was doing evil things as well and all that. So I think it was just compelling to watch them face off against each other. And I remember they all had this really good outfits and all that. Like it was like so empowering to watch. And, you know, yeah, that's what I remember. And that was an interesting show. Interesting. <laughs> Love story, intrigue, betrayal, they have it all. Before we jump off for this one, one last thing, one last trope for love stories lately, Mm. apparently, is there's a lot of shows about kabit. Okay, kabit is... um, Concubine. Concubine. The other woman. (laughs) Yes, there's a lot of those. I haven't seen any of them because they were probably Mm. after I left the Philippines, but... Apparently, there's a lot of those, and I don't know why that's a thing. I mean, why are you... There's no divorce in the Philippines, that's why. So, it Uh, is common to have kabit, which is sad for that to happen. Mm. But yeah, it is a true situation in the Philippines that there are a lot of (laughs) the other women. Or it could be the other men, both ways. Yep. So, a lot of guys actually complained about these telenovelas because they are more geared towards women, right? Love story, intrigue, Mm, betrayal. And so... There are also other shows that attempt to also welcome the male population, and that is through action telenovelas. Mm-hmm. And I think the most popular one is Ang Provinciano, led by Coco Martin. Yeah. So to yes. those who don't know, the story revolves mm-hmm. around the journey of twins, Dominador, Ador, another Ador. Oh, the other one was Amor, <laughs> Ador. Uh, yes. <laughs> and Ricardo okay. or Cardo. Both actually are portrayed by Coco Martin, so they... I see, okay. <laughs> because they are mm-hmm. twins and it's cheaper that way, right? Mm. You hire one person <laughs> to do two roles. I don't... 
No, I don't think it's about the cheapness, right? I think it's because it's fascinating to watch someone play two personalities, mm, I would think. Yes, that's okay. right. Mm-hmm. And they got separated with each other because of financial reasons. But interestingly, mm-hmm. both actually followed the same career path, which is a police officer. So both became oh, okay. police officers. So long story short, Ador died because of a... Uh, he got murdered because he was investigating oh. a, a crime syndicate. And to keep the mission alive, the twin brother, Cardo, mm. was hired to kind of assume the role of Ador. So ah. people thought he was Ador when in fact... He was Cardo to protect the mission. I see. Okay, mm. I didn't know this um, because I think this is a newer show. Right? Yeah, I, mean, I haven't seen this as well, but <laughs> but I love Coco Martin, so that's why. Ah, uh-huh, mm. okay, yeah. I think I I did see a few, but I didn't know that that was the premise mm. because this is very long running, right? It it's is one of it the is most long running. running. Yeah, yeah, years and years. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if if ABS-CBN wasn't shut down, probably it's, it would still be ongoing. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. So actually, even though ABS-CBN shortened their show after Marimar but then after a while they started lengthening them again <laughs> <laughs> that's mm-hmm. right so aside from Ang Provinciano another action teleserie or action serie was Tayong Dalwa and this show mm. was so popular it actually got exported to other countries oh yeah I remember in Singapore in Singapore right? yeah was... they dubbed it to mm. English and it's called The Two of Us The Two of Us yes <laughs> So it starred uh, Gerard, right? Uh, Jake Cuenca, uh, Gerald Anderson, mm. and they're trying to fight for Kim Chu, the lady of interest. Yes, okay. Yeah, so the usual. So what's the story about? I don't think I saw it. So Ang Provinciano was about police officers. The two of us mm. is about armed forces, like soldiers, military. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And it's so good. The portrayal was so good, apparently, that they got citation from the armed forces of the Philippines. Wow! <laughs> so Bravo. for promoting, you know, positive images of the Philippine military, mm. you know, they also kind of boosted the recruitment for new cadets <laughs> in the military. So they got nice. awarded by armed forces. Because <laughs> in the Philippines, compared to say Singapore, it's not mandatory for you to yes. serve. Um, mm. But in in Singapore, right, all male eligible male has to undergo military training service exactly and that's probably why it was popular in singapore because it's about you oh. know servicemen their lives True. and maybe they also are fighting for one lady interest that's why <laughs> what? they can relate to <laughs> the story wait <laughs> <laughs> okay maybe but speaking of that didn't singapore have like uh, some movies about their army men i don't remember what was the title ah boys to men so yeah, maybe you are right. They're like, you know, um, they showed this because it's kind of like partly propaganda, you would say, or maybe not, but you know, it's just Promote. because they know that a lot of men can relate to mm. that and it make them feel good about what they're doing also yes. for the country, right? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, Jake Cuenca actually I also had a crush on him <laughs> at one point when he was in that show, Natutulog Bang Jos. I don't really know if mm. you know this. But I, do you know the song by Gary V, right? Natutulog ba ang I don't know the song <laughs> by Gary V, but I know the song by a band called Wolfgang. Natutulog mm. kong mundo. Well, it's a totally different thing. <laughs> different? <but. laughs> what do you mean? 
<laughs> Natutulog ba ang Diyos? Natutulog. Translates to, is, is God, God sleeping? sleeping? No, no, the correct translation would be, does God sleep? No, I think you're you're saying, is God asleep? Oh, because God it's asleep. like, is, is he asleep? That's why I'm suffering so much because he's not seeing what ah, I'm going okay, through. Okay. I think that's that. the okay. whole point of that song, I think. And and the show as well, because wait, what was the story about? But I don't remember. I remember that I just, you know, I think that was one of the first shows that Jake Cuenca starred in. Mm. And, you know, I was like, oh my God, he's so handsome. And I don't know. You know how it is with women. We, <laughs> we I don't actually like... know a lot of actors and actresses. <laughs> so you, you throw all these names and to me... I don't actually know who they are. <laughs> Jake Cuenca, you mentioned as well, uh, Eduardo earlier. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure if you saw their face, mm. they would look familiar to you. It's just that you don't know Probably. their names. Probably, yeah, yeah. I can put the name mm. to the face. So let's move on to the next category, which is family drama. Mm. We mentioned in a lot of previous episodes that Filipinos really value family, mm. right? So that is why this is also very common in our shows. Uh, the typical one is that, you know, a mother loses her child. I think we've mentioned Pangako Sayo has that <laughs> premise and also Mara Clara, right? So let me just read the synopsis of Mara Clara, which I mentioned earlier, was used to pit against Marimar. Mm. So the plot is Mara and Clara were switched at birth and the details of this event were recorded by Cardo, a hospital staff in his diary. Mara lived as a poor daughter of couple Susan and Gary Davis, while Clara, the real daughter, was brought up by the rich Amante and Almira Del Valle. The good-natured Del Valle couple takes in Mara as a servant and decides to spend for her education, not knowing that she is the real daughter. And Gary, who is actually a gang and syndicate leader, approves of the idea that Mara lives with the Del Valles to extort money. And Clara makes life for Mara difficult, but as time progresses, they find out their true identity in the spotlights, and damages are paid, and they all know where to stand. So, yeah, that's... The one that's, that went on for four years, right? And the funny thing about this is, you know, that diary, that was the whole crux mm. of the, you know, that if somebody sees that diary, then they will find out that they're actually switched at birth, blah, blah. And Cardo is alive. or Like, why can't he just tell them himself? I, I don't really get it. <laughs> why do they have well, to depend on um, yeah, <laughs> that is so funny. And the funny thing is it went on for four years, right? And then actually in the end, I remember they made a movie. Mm. So they managed to condense the whole plot in a two-hour movie. <laughs> so why, why the heck did it go for that long, right? But yeah, so that's actually very common, the switching at birth thing that the rich person was actually poor. And the one I mentioned, Natutulog Ba Ang it was also something like that. I think Jake Cuenca was swapped with a girl though. And then actually he was not really rich. So he was like very mean, but he falls in love with that girl who was poor, but actually, you know, they had been soft at birth, something like that, I think. I wonder if the hospitals strengthened their security in the maternity <laughs> ward after the airing of these shows, right? You must wonder, like, how common is it for children to be swapped <laughs> after birth? Yeah. I bet they had to, like, you know, uh, issue, uh, what do you call this? <laughs> Maybe somebody would say, are you sure that's my baby? No. Did you double check? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because babies after birth, they, you can easily kind mm. of, like, especially if the mom has not seen the baby. Yeah. Right? yeah. 
So I don't、mm. know how common this is, but yeah, apparently in the movies <laughs> or in the telenovelas, they are a common plot. <laughs> It is quite, yeah. And a, a third,、uh, a third one again, or a fourth one, I don't know, is one called Kaitagal Kang Hinintai. Which means the long wait, or I waited for you for so long. What is it? The, the kid was long overdue? Who is it? She waited for her son, I guess, for so long.、Oh, okay. Because this was where John Lloyd Cruz and Bea Alonso, surely you know them. Yeah, I know them.、Yes. Yeah. She's my sister. Oh, yes, your twin sister, <laughs>、yes. right? So this is where they first became an item、mm. uh, in this show. So the synopsis of this. Is、uh, the story revolves on twins Lorea and Lorinda Ginto, who are both portrayed by Lorna Tolentino. So apparently, it's a trope in Philippine telenovelas、mm. to have like someone play twins, <laughs> right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> to save money, regardless of genre. But anyway, Lorea grows up feeling abandoned by her mother, who loves Lorinda more. Lorea does all that she can to save her family from a series of events that threaten to tear the family apart. So this includes her rape at the hands of Francis Ventas Pejo, who lives in the same village and hometown. Lorea has a child and names him Andre, but loses him. She tries to get back, but is in the process blamed for murdering、Ooh. Francis's father. A remorseful Francis enters the seminary and becomes a priest. Okay, that took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> I completely forgot that this happened. Okay, so, <laughs> so as she is thrown in jail by the powerful family, Lorea comes face to face with Lorinda, who offers to help her escape. To do so, Lorea must enter the world of the drug lords and as a stepmother and wife to Henry Argos, a powerful and influential character, and meets Brigitta. An associate of Henry, who secretly has feelings for him. So maybe this is too long already. But the point is, right? The she is separated from her son Andre, who grows up as Yuri or Bida, who is played by John Lloyd Cruz. Ah, gotcha. I don't really remember how they eventually found each other, but you know, as time goes by, obviously they find each other.、Mm. But then John Lloyd Cruz also has like the story of his own, where he meets.、Uh, sorry, what was her name again? Your twin's name. <laughs> Got her name for sorry, <laughs> Bea Alonso's character, right? So they fall in love, and that was the first time they became a、uh, love, love team. And it, their chemistry was so electric. And apparently, they were not supposed to be a love team at the beginning,、oh. but it turns out the original one there was Dimples Romana.、Uh, she did she get pregnant or whatever? So because of that, they had to rewrite the story.、Mm. And actually, Bea Alonso was actually the sister of. Rika Peralejo's character, so she's just a side character in the beginning, but then they rewrote it, and well, it worked, right? It worked. So now suddenly, after that, they became one of the most famous love couples、mm. in Philippine history, right? And then people shouldn't complain that oh, how come this telenovela is so long? Well, the title is Kaitagal Kang Inintay, right? So <laughs> <laughs> don't complain. <laughs> it's already there. Spoiler、oh、alert: it's gonna take a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> the last one is fantaserie or sci-fi or fantasy teleserie,、mm, right? And I think、yeah. there's a few of them because it takes a lot of budget to actually make one, right? With the <laughs> special effects, with the CGI that you have to do, it actually takes a lot of money, especially if you want to、mm. create re, you know, closer to the reality. Like it doesn't look fake. Whereas if you have、mm. a drama, you just need to hire good actors and actresses, and that's it. So in 
Fantaseria, you really need to spend a lot of money with <laughs> costumes and all the special effects. And so you wouldn't see a lot of them. So one of the popular ones was Immortal, starring mm, yeah. Angel Luxine. I didn't know this, but actually Immortal is a sequel to the Lobo. This oh. yeah, still played by Angel Luxine. So Lobo was about werewolves and then Immortal is the son or sorry the daughter of werewolves plus vampire something character and so that became the plot in immortal if you think this is this sounds familiar it's because it's patterned after twilight right <laughs> yeah. but which came first um, which year did this come out <laughs> so immortal was in 2008 and then twilight let me see twilight movie year Maybe not movie that the you should look for the book. Oh, so the movie came out two thousand nine, mm, but the, the book? book was in two thousand five. So yeah, probably okay. <laughs> inspired <laughs> by yes. the series, the popular series Twilight. <laughs> okay, yes. So I think we really like to get inspiration from foreign counterparts, mm. right? Not just the telenovelas and whatnot, but books apparently yes. as well yeah so another one so this is abscbn uh, lobo mm. and immortal gma also have their own fantasaria and it, one of the popular one is mulawin so it's a fantasy yeah. fiction drama of winged humanoids so avians what? just like mananangal <laughs> but they actually are oh. full bodied so <laughs> winged humanoids okay so the mulawin must fight the ravenna to protect the mortals mm. from its wrath. So it tells the story of Alwina, the half-Mulawin, half-human hybrid, and her Mulawin protector, Agilus. So it's about Ooh. fighting against evil. So I'm just trying to think what this is in parallel of. Maybe this is actually an original thing. Mm. But wasn't this also played by Angel Luxine, if I'm remembering this correctly? Oh, you're right. It's also Angel <laughs> <laughs> So apparently so, she's pigeonholed into um, fantasies. <laughs> she also have another, right? Darna. She also plays Darna. Oh, yeah. Yes. Now that you mentioned that, Angel Luxin is the fantaserie princess. Apparently. Yes. Yeah, and, and Darna, actually, we did cover it in one of our episodes. Mm. Pinoy superheroes. Yeah, she was one of the Pinoy superheroes. Yeah, so Darna is actually uh, the Philippine equivalent of Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. But the only difference is Darna has to swallow a special stone for oh, yeah. her to <laughs> yeah, get the... Darna. <laughs> actually, right? They had to... I don't know if they did, but I think they should write a warning at the start, you know, for children not to copy Darna. <laughs> it's it's, it's, oh it's God, a choking yeah. hazard. Like, what if... Yeah, that's a true. Kid oh my god. Sees a marble and then oh, this looks like Darna's marble. Maybe I could try swallowing it and shouting Darna if I get superpowers. Yeah, it's quite dangerous. <laughs> oh my, right? I hope nobody I really hope nobody tried to mm. but kids like to copy what they see, so mm. oh my god, I just hope nobody did and mm. suffered in the process, yes. right? So to end this uh, entertainment media is a huge deal in the Philippines. Yeah. And it's not like in Singapore where I had kind of a culture shock when I first moved there because they were not really into their own local celebrities like we are, mm. right? It's not like a huge deal. Unlike us, like, you know, if you see a celebrity, you would like, oh, I 
or you'd actually go out of your way to be able to see Piolo Pascual or something, right? And in fact, I remember my friends and I used to joke that in Singapore, that they had only one popular actor who was in everything. <laughs> I don't even remember his name, but why do you think there's a difference? I don't know, probably in the Philippines, right? We love congregating in the living room, watching TV together. Mm. Probably our actors and actresses have a lot of influence to us. Usually in the Philippines, there's usually a stay-at-home parent, uh, usually the mom, right? And that parent, oh, yeah. the mom usually would anchor everybody. Hey, I'm following this show. Everybody should watch with me or something <laughs> like that. Because you only had one TV. <laughs> yeah, because usually <laughs> children would follow their parents, right? And Mm-mm. kids growing up, if they have that popular pastime, they're already used to watching television, then they would follow that. And also, I think in Singapore, cable TV is everywhere. In every household, oh, yeah, I would say, true. has access to cable TV. So chances are they would watch foreign series and films over the local channels. Whereas in the Philippines, we, we just simply follow the local shows. Yeah. yeah. In the past, a lot of people couldn't afford cable mm. because it was expensive, right? Like not, not like now, maybe Netflix is a lot more affordable. Yeah. But even so, I think people would still rather follow just the local shows if you only have one TV at home mm. that's free. You don't need to subscribe. There was a hack before, I remember. I don't know if I've told you this story before, but we used to subscribe to Sky Cable. And mm-hmm. then it became so prohibitively expensive for our, for our household. And so we decided to cut the subscription. So mm. the guy from Sky Cable came to our house to disconnect the line, right? But then yeah. my father had a change of heart. Okay, if we don't have cable TV, probably it gets boring. And so we decided, hey, can we extend our subscription for just one more month? Mm. And then the guy who's supposed to disconnect our line kind of agreed. Okay, just give me the payment for one month and you know I won't disconnect your cable TV. Oh my God, okay. Lo and behold, we didn't receive a bill after that. <laughs> So my my interpretation was the guy told their boss or his company that, okay, the line was disconnected and then he pocketed the one month subscription. I'm sure. Then, oh my God, it seems so, dodgy. So we had a Sky Cable subscription. Definitely. Oh my God, I'm, I just admitted to a crime. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, is Sky Cable listening to us? Are they... <laughs> Sorry, it, it, but, it wasn't our household. I just, you know, I was telling a story... <laughs> Uh, from a friend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it was a different one, yeah. right? It was it was Cardo yeah. or something. Gardo, Gar- <laughs> it was Car- Gardo Versosa. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, and I think also because Singapore obviously is a very small country, mm. so they don't don't really have as many viewers or resources to have the scope or something like right. If they go to all that trouble and they only have a few viewership, mm, that's it's not right. really worth yeah. it, maybe. Maybe not. And also I think I they tend to focus on the left brain activities. Have you noticed like math, science? Those uh, are the kinds of yeah. things that they were excel at, right? And they focus on because that's what makes money. And like in the Philippines we tend to be very creative. Mm. Yeah, maybe for them kind of dramas and all that maybe a little bit cringy for them but for us we we love them enjoy it yeah true yeah but i think if they want to watch they usually if they want to watch chinese shows they would watch those from hong kong Ah, could be 
Yeah. Or mainland China or something. Yeah, that's what I find. All right. All right. Okay, so if you enjoyed this episode, mm. please follow us on Instagram at Bananaki Podcast and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you're listening right now so that you would be notified about our future episodes. Yeah, and while you're there, please give us a five-star rating so no other ratings are allowed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> and now it's time for... Cutie Minute. Time for our followers. Cutie Minute. Your thoughts in our voice. Cutie Minute. Not really one minute, but we're calling it... Cutie Minute. Okay, so our first cutie is Era Ragia, and she commented on episode 84, Climate Crisis. She said, I've switched to using reusable cloth panty liner since 2018. I encourage my close friends to do the same by gifting them. We bring echo bags whenever we do our groceries. We also use wool dryer balls to reduce drying time by up to 30% or more, as we cannot dry our clothes outside with the weather here. These are some of our simple ways to save our earth. Ah, that, those are good nice. tips, actually. I didn't even know that um, you know you have reusable cloth panty liners. That's interesting, mm. and it's good. That's, I think that's the best way to encourage people to use them, right? By gifting. Yeah. And one way to promote using echo bags, actually groceries here in Japan started charging for plastic bags. So if you don't bring your own, you actually have to pay more. So it kind of promotes people to bring their own reusable bags. Yeah, it's same here actually in Hong Kong and Singapore. Before I left anyway, they weren't doing that. Yeah. So I don't know if they're doing it now. I remember like FairPrice and all these grocery stores, they're very generous in giving plastic yes, bags. there's so it's many. Like, oh my yeah. God, just just <laughs> one diaper, one bag. You can squeeze a lot more, like try to save some plastic. But mm-hmm. I don't know if that changed mm-hmm. um, over the years, we don't know. Mm-hmm. And another commenter from the same episode, Climate Crisis, episode mm-hmm. 84, is from Zen Zero Cook. Zen Zero Cook says, The reason why my name has a zero on it because I follow a lifestyle called zero waste. Basically, I try to purchase items with minimal waste as possible, such as you avoid using or buying any items wrapped in plastic. Yeah, that's a good tip. If you try it in your next grocery shopping, you will see how hard it is to avoid plastic, especially in Asia and particularly in Japan. Oops. Yes, in Japan. <laughs> Kaisapinas, this would be close to impossible because of the sachet sachet lifestyle. Mantadito, especially sa sira-sira store ni Ray. <laughs> but I've seen some repo stores coming up in the Philippines, so the idea of a zero-waste lifestyle is attainable, but not the norm. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, Philippines, yeah. we prefer having sachets. It's because that's all we could afford. Yeah, and, and the thing is, if you add up everything, it actually costs a lot more, right? Because mm. you're paying for the individual yeah. packaging, so on and so forth. But I think also there's yeah. a disadvantage not to use a sachet, right? Because you know that toothpaste that you buy, if it's a newly bought toothpaste, you would generously use the toothpaste, right? Oh, but yeah. then when it's about to <laughs> run out, you, you try to tipid the usage of your <laughs> toothpaste. So I think yes. there's also a psychological <laughs> effect to having a sachet. Probably, yeah. you have a point. Mm-hmm. Sachets are not common anywhere else. Mm. In Singapore, I remember I was surprised. I mean, I, I, you know, you would have culture shock that, oh my God, why is their shampoo bottle so big? <laughs> remember, it's like they, they would buy, because in the Philippines, even if it's not in sachet, the shampoo bottles were small mm. because it needs to be still affordable, right? In Singapore, 
the small ones were not really common. Usually it would be like the very giant ones, like $14 a bottle or whatever, right? In the Philippines, how much is that? 450 pesos or whatever, right? So it's like, oh my God, that's so expensive. In the Philippines, if you would buy shampoo, it should, should be like below 100 pesos or whatever. Sorry, I, I can't relate to shampoo, so I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Okay, what do you use? Body wash? Yeah, bo- body wa- if the topic was body wash, yes, that I can relate. But shampoo, I don't okay. actually know... What the size of the bottles are, how expensive they are. Sorry. But what about body wash? Did we also have sachets in body wash? No, I don't think we So, did. Philippines, did we? we are not a fan of body wash, right? We usually have hard soaps, like Safeguard. Oh, Safeguard. Yeah, yes. and we like mm-hmm. we like Safeguard because it's hard. Like, unlike Dove, if, mm-hmm. if it gets wet, oh, yeah. like it, it liquefies quite quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and you was like, oh, no. And also, if uh, you it slips out of your hand and lands on the floor, then it gets a huge dent. Right? <laughs> it's flattened. Safeguard, not so much. <laughs> because it's so soft. But safeguard, yes, you're right. And I like the marketing. No, we will dive into this rabbit hole again. We will not end. But yes, you're right. Sachets in the Philippines, not so common. Oh, sorry, very uh-huh. common, but not so but- much in outside of the Philippines. Yes, because it's a it's a money issue because people are used to living paycheck to paycheck. Mm. So that's why you, oh I only have this much then you know you can only buy a little. Mm. So that's why we had that. And you don't have to go to SM to buy one, you just go to a Sira Sira store <laughs> and <Yes>. buy <laughs> shampoo. Okay, so we should end this here, right? So thank you very much for listening in. And we hope you still come back next week. (laughs) Yes, and if you have your favorite teleseries, telenovelas that we haven't covered, please let us know. All right, thanks. Thank you, Bye. bye.